Hi everyone, my name is Laura and you're listening to LF Photo Space, a podcast dedicated to all things photography from my perspective. And I say hi to everyone today. I hope everyone is having a somewhat fabulous weekend. I know that for some of us it's a little too hot. For other of us it's raining too much and not enough time spent at the beach. But overall, we have to be grateful that we're here, that we're on this earth and that we are able to coexist in this earth and we just have to be grateful for the fact that we are alive and that everything around us continues to change and we have to fight for human rights for women's rights for all kinds of rights in order to live and unite with one another and make this world a much better place than what we've seen in the last few years so without further ado i want to talk about our first challenge ever yes you heard right i am challenging all of you guys out there to photograph rain now it depends in what area you're living in whether it's in florida whether it's in alabama whether it's in denver whether it's in carolinas um if you're experiencing or going through bits and pieces of crazy uh, weather and that involves rain i definitely challenge you to make your best shot take your best shot and get creative when it comes to rain raindrops and overall water all right where i am there's a lot of it right now and you know this challenge is going to challenge you to see what your skills are like to put your skills to the test to put them to good use and definitely to get excited about just a photographing in general and see what you come up with all right so i chose to photograph raindrops because where i am currently it is and it has been downright pouring so it gave me the opportunity to kind of get creative get inspired to just continue to photograph so if you go to my instagram page you'll see that i do have some samples of raindrops per se or rain overall so make sure you check those out make sure that that helps you to get inspired to get ready to get excited for photographing water or rain in general all right so the hashtag for this week's challenge is hashtag lf photo underscore raindrop challenge and if you're posting on your social media make sure that you follow us and make sure that you add that hashtag so we can see what you're photographing what your best work is and at the end of the week which will be next friday september 10th we will pick the best image or images if i do find that there are more than one um, and we will feature you guys we will talk about you guys you'll send us a little bit of information about what you've done and how you've gotten into photography so far and you could be eligible to win a one-to-one private photo tour with me anywhere in the city of miami obviously with very many precautions keeping it safe keeping you safe and making sure that overall you still have fun all right now if you live somewhere where it's currently not raining that's okay you know you can eh, we can bend the rules a little bit and perhaps focus on water in general all right you can perhaps use your garden hose or get creative if you're making your own rain you know what i'm talking about you know how to do that 
And when you're photographing rain or water, just remember that it looks good with light shining right through it or even perhaps through a reflective pool. Even glistening on some skin like the example I posted. And there are other options that are endless. But with a little creativity, you can make the best or some of the best photos involving rain or water, okay? You can opt to capture a detail um, or perhaps a whole scene. And specifically for this theme, you can really do whatever takes your fancy or whatever tickles your fancy, okay? Make sure that you, again, tag us on your social media if that's actually where you choose to post your entry. Or if you want to send them directly to me, please feel free to do that. You can send them via DM on my Instagram page or you can email them to me via Lau Photographs, L-A-U-P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-S at gmail.com. Again, Lau Photographs, L-A-U is my nickname. Photographs, obviously, you know what those are, at gmail.com. And if ever... You need some help with perhaps sharing your photo or, um, you know, you're scared about what people are going to comment. Listen, do not be scared. This is your opportunity to be creative. This is the opportunity that will give you that oomph to kind of jump into it and just do it. I'm more than welcome to discuss uh, your images with you, give you great feedback and make sure that it's always constructive and never offensive, but always perhaps if you need to better something, definitely talk about that, but also emphasize on the fact that you actually did it. So do not fret. We will get through it and definitely it will be fun. Okay. Now, if you need help with anything else as you're completing this particular challenge, your first ever challenge, let me know. Please feel free to reach out. I'm happy to assist with anything that you need. All right, and to move further along, this week's topic is actually a little bit funny. It's a little bit of a joke, but some of us do do this, even if we don't um, actually see it at the time that we're doing it. We subconsciously kind of make and take a step back to focus on doing this and what i'm talking about is actually something called chimping in photography we're gonna talk a little bit about the definition give you guys some tips and some examples so definitely if you don't know what chimping is it's again it's a funny term but some of us are caught in the fact that if it's the first time that we're photographing we're actually catching ourselves doing it quite often and that's something that you definitely want to step away from because you lose focus and you kind of lose um, concentration from what you're actually photographing if you're photographing a particular project if you're working on a subject or an object all right so if you've ever heard of chimping in photography like i said it's hilarious because at some point it is in relationship to monkeys but no offense in that manner and we'll talk a little bit about that as well um, all right so the definition of chimping now chimping is actually a term used in digital photography that actually describes the act and the habit most and most importantly the habit of taking a photo and then immediately as we take that photo we make sure that we check the back of the camera and we check that lcd screen that's actually in the back of your camera to see how it turned out 
And many of us are guilty of doing that subconsciously. Many professionals do it, many of us amateurs, many of us that are taking pictures for the very first time, whether it be our first camera or our second camera or a super extra digital camera, whatever the case is, we do do it. Now, the term actually comes from the sound that monkeys make. And as somewhat of a, of a fan of monkeys, I also have to agree that the term quite suits the name. Why, you ask? Well, monkeys, when they're looking at something or they're focusing on something, their sound is actually like more of a ooh, ooh, ah, ah. And that same noise is also made by many of us photographers that instantly want to take a look back and take uh, that LCD screen to check to make sure that the photos that we're taking are actually coming out pretty good. Sometimes um, these noises are also followed by perhaps even a chimp-like hand gesture to invite people to, to look at the photo. It's almost like you're in amazement. And yes, we are guilty of doing that. Um, we don't realize it at the time, but if you catch yourself, you'll see that it is something that many of us tend to do. And this particular term was actually uh, discovered or talked about by a gentleman by the name of Brian Peterson, who also became extremely popular because of this particular term. And it just simply means that photo, you know, those who photograph photographers are just looking at their LCD screen. Looking back and thinking back, um, the word chimping is actually very common between, like I said before, amateur photographers that are just starting out and um, respecting and ogling your awesome photographs at the very back of your camera is not really something that's wrong per se, but there are some tricks and there are some risks to doing it. On the other hand, now thinking about chimping, it is one of the most instantaneous feedbacks or feedback in overall that you can get. In digital photography, after all, um, it was actually created to help you see the digital projection, projection, I'm sorry, of your image or your images. Now there isn't any shame and you shouldn't feel ashamed of it. You should own it. If most of us are able to recognize that we do that and we own it, we're better off because we know about it. So, and what that does is you have that feeling. Once you look at that LCD screen on the back of your camera, it allows you to see things that perhaps maybe you want to improve upon or that you want to look at and reconsider or reshoot. Maybe you want to correct the exposure or perhaps give it more of a dramatic feel using a different technique, you know, for many different reasons that allows us to look at what we're doing and you have that opportunity or at least you, you think that you have that opportunity to make that image better. Let's talk now about chimping in more of a depth with the pros and the cons that are related to it and how we can definitely stop doing that. Now, chimping isn't bad, you know, and with many things in this world today, um, there are things that we do that have more disadvantages than advantages. And the main theme of this particular disadvantage is that doing that chimping actually brings you to pausing 
which in return can let you you know stop what you're doing and again you miss the point you you miss your focus you get distracted and it brings upon other things and you're you could potentially run the risk of losing focus and perhaps even working on that idea or that instinct to follow a particular part of what you're photographing and first off um you kind of begin to lose your flow if you've already started to develop a flow as you've already begun to photograph your focus again will be broken um it's almost like you're cutting yourself short out of taking yourself out of that trance that you find yourself in when you're in when you're engulfed in your photography and many people often have a state of um again trance or flow where your productivity and the quality of your work actually become significantly better so what happens when you do this chimping effect is that you kind of little by little you lose it because you're so focused or you're so excited or you're so worried about what your images are starting to look like that you basically start cutting out on your mojo on your photographic mojo now by snapping out of this particular trance or if you start to chimp on your images um it may seem as though it's not really that important or it's you know very insignificant but it's actually the contrast of that and it could actually lead you to other problems because you're basically diverting your attention to the back of your camera you're using the energy that you're sifting through to make your pictures and you're running out of that creativity flow that you've intended to focus on or you've intended to create for yourself you know once you start looking through that lcd screen you'll start scrolling down you'll start looking at other photos and perhaps you know think that some are better than others and then you lose focus you lose your sense you lose your your purpose now unfortunately many of us photographers are satisfied with some of their images or perhaps at the end of the day when you head home and you realize that you've already done 150 images you're happy with what you've done but this also tends to close the opportunity for better shots and to be and for those shots actually to be even more interesting okay now you have to think that more photos are generally better for photographers that need to maximize their time and opportunity so by working or focusing on chimping and always making sure you look back and and notice what you're doing you'll lose very perhaps very important shots that you may or may not be able to find as you're pausing to take a look at what you're focusing on instead of just continuing through your process now many of us photographers have to deal with you know all these ever-changing environments perhaps the scene wherever it is that you're taking that image and then opportunities also tend to come and go and because they're so for many of us they're so instant or perhaps you know available or perhaps we notice them for a very short period of time um we may miss on the opportunity to focus on unique and interesting behaviors that perhaps your camera should have 
captured. Now, you might miss, you know, some of those special moments if you're busy chimping or if you're busy looking at the back of your camera. And I can give you an example. Uh, one particular example of this could be perhaps if you're photographing action or let's say that you're photographing a game, you're photographing an activity that requires fast and swift movement. People who need to get awesome shots when, let's say, you know, you're watching a fight and each of the fighters, you know, they, they punch each other or they they thrust blows at each other or perhaps two facing cars, you know, collide or it's maybe something that you're working on as part of an action type of scene. You miss those opportunities because it, it involves taking on a lot of the, the same action and a lot of the same surprising events in that particular short period of time that if they happen and you miss them, you run the risk of really messing up whatever type of project you were focusing on, whatever project you were working on that involved that action in photography. Now, many times this will happen if you're perhaps photographing an event or if you're photographing a particular project and maybe your LCD screen in the back of your camera is a little bit smaller than usual or perhaps if you've got your camera connected to your laptop, to your Mac, you know, you can get distracted because the monitor on your Mac is much bigger or it has a, a better view, a different view than the one on your camera. That can also happen. What you want to do is you always want to make sure that the image is in focus and that it's sharp and that you're zooming in on it and perhaps maybe consider bringing in your laptop along for better cross-checking instead of having to stop what you're doing for that moment, whether you're photographing someone or you're focused on a project and that stops you and you have to look at your LCD screen. So it's basically, uh, you know, for a way for you to stay away from doing that and perhaps connecting your camera to your laptop, to your monitor, whatever the case is, whatever type of equipment you have and being able to continue to photograph, but also being able to have the ability to look at those images and work at the same time. You know, you can focus on nailing your colors, your focus overall, the exposure time, and definitely the composition. Um, these are key in achieving a very, very dramatic and staggering picture. Um, another thing that may create problems for you if you continue to do this is perhaps maybe battery issues or issues with any type of battery that you may need to replace. Now, despite the ability of a battery to last and to provide you with you know, in enough usage of your equipment, going back and forth between photographing and looking at the LCD screen at the back of your camera can be very battery um, consuming or perhaps it will consume a lot of your battery life. Now, you have to also think about the number of images that you're shooting and that you're gazing at. And it is definitely very likely that you will lose storage 
and space and battery life because you'll keep going back and forth because you'll keep reshooting and you won't realize that by doing that it, it it's it's a sort of a delay in that process of you trying to move forward with your projects now if you're hoping that this type of maneuvering if i like to call it that can be solved there are ways that you can work around it you know this is just a, a, an issue it's not it's almost like a semi-minor issue but it's also an issue that can be fixed you can you know bring more battery or additional extra batteries in order to make sure that you don't lose your your focus on photographing let's say you're running out of battery and you don't want to stop you have that additional and the backup equipment to help you but you know obviously the best way to do this is to stop yourself from going back and forth between the shot and what you're actually looking at on that lcd screen now there is a good side to doing this type of chimping you know, despite the whole monkey business situation um, and some of these disadvantages that we just talked about, making sure that you look at the LCD screen is still pretty useful in many ways and in many circumstances. So don't get me wrong, 100%. Um, but you should definitely focus on looking at your LCD screen for the purposes of adjusting your camera and definitely the quality control of your images. You can instantly adjust. Um, remember, we as photographers like to move a lot. And some of us tend to get encouraged to do so. So by changing into different conditions and scenes, it forces us to readjust our own settings on our own cameras and the way we photograph. Changing these settings also helps us to capture uh, those immediate shots and those that are extremely crucial for us to shoot and so perhaps taking images outside on a sunny day, that will definitely help us use our settings and it will help us accommodate the brightness of the sun. So you have to keep that in mind. And naturally, of course, this will also lead us to use the settings that perhaps can block incoming light, you know, for photographing on a sunny day. Um, we can perhaps lower our ISO level um, focus on faster shutter speeds and maybe even a higher f-stop um, that would go a long way for many of us photographers out there that tend to do that to make sure that the colors and what you're actually photographing is practically the same so when we make those types of adjustments to our cameras that allows us to spend less time looking at that lcd screen now if we want to change scenes perhaps going from the outside to indoors. Um, looking at that LCD screen will help you notice that these adjustments perhaps need to be made. You know, again, focusing on not doing it consistently, but sporadically or every, let's say, 100 photos that you shoot. Now, it doesn't hurt to do this type of chimping, but in different cases, it can help you realize how much to increase your ISO if that's what you're focusing on, if you're photographing in natural light or if you're photographing from the outside to the inside if you change. And while you are doing this technique or perhaps doing this sort of habit, if I can say that, you also need to check on the histogram too. And 
what the histogram does is it can easily tell you um, the spectrum of white to black that you're photographing on. And it's definitely a way to figure out how the gray tones are located and how these come about on your photo. You know, you're able to read your histogram correctly. If you can do that, then that also can help you with understanding how to change and to keep those tones. Maybe even, you know, if you want to keep shooting in that particular way, definitely it is your choice. But just keeping in mind that those actions can take place. Now, if you also subconsciously continue to do this chimping effect, you want to check if you've nailed an effect. Um, your photography should be centered around taking those pictures that you enjoy and those fun shots that you enjoy taking. This will definitely lead you to try more interesting techniques and even perhaps a bit of the hard stuff to, to pull off, like our challenge, of course, of photographing raindrops or photographing water. Some of these techniques too can be achieved by using different lenses. While some may need a couple of things to go perfectly coordinated, but I leave that up to you guys because you guys know and understand what you're photographing better than I do. And to even give you one example, um, you know, if you're taking images of people that are moving and it includes motion blur, you want to definitely take advantage of using that motion blur because we as photographers, we always want our subjects to look natural and in, and full of life. You know, not just like a freeze frame type of image or perhaps a freezed moment. If you don't want your subjects to look like a smudge either, then definitely, you know, you want to get right. You want to do perhaps a little bit of this chimping process and it's not going to hurt, but you always want to look at the photo and search for any off looking details perhaps and always making sure that you need to adjust your settings or not before continuing to photograph so if you think of it in that way in that positive manner then it can help you it's just that overpowering or that over consistency in being able to continue to look back for each and every one of those images Okay, but again, if you're going to continue to do this and you want to do it consistently every 100 images, every 50 images, every 10 images, you don't want to take too long. Okay, or again, you may miss an opportunity that is captured in an instant simply because you decided to look back on that LCD screen and you just completely missed that entire shot in front of you. And of course, telling someone when to chimp or when not to chimp can be tricky you know the process usually takes a lot of energy and of course self-consciousness is always there to allow you to effectively do it you have to be self-aware or you have to be conscious of how many times you're actually stopping to look back on that lcd screen before you continue to take your pictures now Again, I've given you the advantages, I've given you some of those disadvantages, but definitely some tips and the purpose of this podcast in, in particular is just to give you some tips to kind of stop yourself from doing that. 
Now, how do you stop, right? You're asking yourself that right now. There are solutions to help you stop this chimping process besides you know, buying a different type of camera or perhaps buying a different type of film, but we need to take one step at a time. Okay, this type of photography or this type of technique or this type of habit that we form in photography is almost like an addiction. Kind of like fast food is addictive. Kind of like how you can potentially be addicted to fast food. If there are any of you out there that may or may not be addicted to fast food. You can't force someone who regularly does it to just miraculously stop doing this process. Um, you know, and expect them to automatically stop the repeated routine because it may just be too much for them. But there are some solutions that I can definitely share with you about how to slowly but surely take yourself off of those situations. Now, you know, if you're photographing for the first time and your progress is slow moving, you definitely want to focus on being a better photographer. You don't want to focus too much on how those images are taken. You need to stop doing this technique ever so often. Meaning that if you start slowly and you choose a small number of photos that you must take before you eventually look at what you're photographing, then that's okay. That'll help you. You can slowly increase the numbers, perhaps maybe from 5 to 12, and even higher as you get more um, used to what you're photographing as you're focused a little bit more on your subject on what you're focused on. Now, this particular method will require some discipline, of course. And again, holding back your twitching to break your bad habit isn't as bad, but yes, it's going to take some time, right? The method um, that you're using, or if you are working on this method, it will eventually break your repetitive cycle to consistently having to check your photos or showing them off to those that may be around you because again, you're focused on what you're photographing and not so much on how these are looking. Um, another tip I would suggest is to perhaps shoot a fixed number of images like I mentioned to you before. It can be a little bit more difficult, but this method still applies the same to the same basics as the previous one that I mentioned. You can focus on looking at every fifth photograph if you choose to do that. And also the idea of being able to shoot with no restrictions is actually very liberating and it makes the process feel very risk-free because you don't have to worry about looking back on that. You're just photographing and focusing on that period. Now, you know, if you reduce the maximum number of frames that you can take, if that can help you, it may, but overall, you know, this chimping technique or this chimping effect is almost like a type of twitch. Um, and by introducing perhaps less and less opportunities to shoot multiple times, you're actually increasing the focus while you're also slowing down the pace of that particular twitch. This will allow you to stop reviewing every image that you take without really having a point so it becomes a sort of pointless review and you don't want to get into that habit you want to break that habit so if there is no particular reason why you need to stop what you're photographing to look at what you're doing 
then you shouldn't. You should just keep going because that is the purpose of you focusing on a project, working on a goal, attaining that goal or that photographic goal, I should say, and working through it. Um, this allows you to feel concentrated. And remember, a concentrated photographer is always going to yield better results. You concentrate on the subject as opposed to how you're photographing. And remember, I don't know if you guys may or may not remember, some of the tips I gave and some of the experiences I had at the beginning of the podcast where I said, I don't focus on the number of pictures I take, I just shoot. And then when once I'm done with what I'm doing, with what I'm shooting, I go back and then I look. Because even though at that particular time, I may feel like I'm not shooting at anything that is specific or that may just have grabbed my attention, I'm just shooting for the, fun, for the fun of it. And when I look back and I see that there's something there, that's what allows you to create and that's what allows your creativity to flow. And you can say, wait a second, I've actually had a body of work complete, completed sorry, without having to focus primarily on one part of my photos or another part of my photos. You also, also, and this is something you can do, you also want to turn off that image preview. You don't want to have it on when you're photographing multiple items or perhaps one particular subject multiple times at different angles, different positions. Now, a simpler and even more extreme step that you can take is to actually, again, turn your image preview off. That feature for that image preview, definitely cut it out. Now, this solution does come off as perhaps even a no-brainer, but most cameras do allow you to turn this feature off. So you're It's, it's pretty simple, it's pretty get-go. And by turning off this feature, your camera will automatically allow you and show you the most recent picture taken. Now, you have to manually hit the playback button, which is a pain to do, but if it works for you, it will allow you to have a sort of discipline while you're photographing instead of focusing so much on what you've done without even completing the other part. Now, taking dramatic and drastic measures. I mean, some of these can work for some photographers, for those of us who have this tick or twitch, but, you know, never fear because there are still other solutions that we can work around and probably put forth in order to stop that twitching from happening. Worst case scenario, you know, if you don't have the feature where you want to turn off that, pre that preview mode, you can do something as simple or something as dramatic as grabbing electrical tape, perhaps even if it's gray or black, put it all over the LCD screen. I know this sounds crazy, but hey, it's remember, this is an extreme measure, a drastic measure that you may have to take if your twitch of looking or chimping is so extreme that it completely discourages you or it completely allows you to lose focus. Okay, now make sure that the tape doesn't damage your LCD screen beforehand. So just be careful with that. Now, even though this is an extreme uh, short-term solution, it is simple, but it will prevent you from looking at pictures that you just took. Now, you can train your brain and your mind 
to be disciplined as to not continuously check for flaws in every single image that you shoot. And don't worry about damaging your screen too. Um, there are definitely plenty of cleaning kits that you can use to remove any sticky parts that may have been left behind from the tape, but definitely be careful when you do that. You don't wanna use tape that, you know, you wanna leave on there for too long, don't make it a habit. But again, these are drastic measures. These are like pretty, pretty much, um, you know, last resort situations that you can use. But if you don't feel like you have to, develop a different type of solution for yourself and understand that with you using that, whatever works for you, it's going to help you. And one other thing that I would definitely say might help this Twitch if you do find yourself having that is maybe even shooting um, with film. If you have a, an analog camera or a film camera, you know, if you've ever had the temptation to look, um, then you can use something as simple as working with film camera. You can, if you have color film laying around or you have black and white film laying around, definitely give it a shot and try it. Um, yes, I know that, you know, developing and whatnot does cost a little bit of money, but, you know, you can easily say goodbye to having to go back and forth to look because technically you shoot in film, you don't have the option of looking back to make sure you took that image right. So keep that in mind. You know, and many street photographers today um, love this type of method because it gives them more of a concentration and they are more immersed with the subject that they're photographing and they're not so focused on what the actual picture looks like. And having the ability and perhaps developing the anticipation to know what you've shot and, you know, once you're done, you go into that, that developing room or you start to develop your film, it's almost like a long-winded process. And I'm pretty sure some of you can get even more excited about what you're doing and about how you're photographing without actually having to look at it. Um, you know, if you're photographing with film, you don't have to worry about different uh, tech-like tech features. And you basically just concentrate on the strong visuals and the techniques that you develop with that film camera. You can definitely try working with Fujifilm. Um, I know that there is uh, a camera from Fuji that you can use. It's actually the Fujifilm X-Pro3 and it is a pretty cool camera. You may not be able to use it in the same manner or perhaps this may not be the best option for you, but it's actually something that, you know, many of us tend to recommend. But if you want a camera upgrade and perhaps you maybe want a drastic solution for that twitch, that chimping twitch, then that's something that you can try. And keep in mind that that twitch can be restricting at times. And many of us photographers might even look down and, you know, tell you to stop doing that. But overall, I believe that the power to stop the chimping technique or the chimping process is definitely something that you can do and it's mindfully done. Um, again, you develop discipline. You are able to enjoy your photography too. So if you want to enjoy your photography, I say, you know, you basically change yourself a little bit every day. Perhaps if you have that type of twitch or tick, 
um, can be more than enough to to create a vast improvement. So just enjoy the process, you know. Um, remember, your photos are only going to get better with less chimping or with the less chimping technique. And the results can be a great motivator for you as well. So keep that in mind. And so again, we conclude by saying that the definition of chimping is when you're constantly going back and forth between the shots that you're taking. Um, there are two types of techniques or disciplines through not having to do this chimping technique. Many of us think that it should be stopped. And on the other hand, there are photographers who are able to control when to chimp and when not to. But that just depends on the discipline that you've developed for yourself and for your photographing skills. Yes, it can be considered a bad habit, but it allows you to lead more into better concentration and less flow issues when you're in the middle of that mojo, that flow of photographing until you finish. And, you know, if you do it every now and then, again, it's no wrong way. Don't be ashamed of it. Just, you know, keep it minimal. Keep it simple. Again, you know how you are as a photographer. You know yourself. You don't really need to do any of that other than just focus on completing your shots, getting your work done, and then looking at each of those images to see what works best with the ideas and the concepts that you developed. And remember that chimping, again, it isn't something that's extremely terrible, but it is something that you want to consider using only as necessary and not to continue to develop an urge to do that. What I definitely suggest is for you to keep trying and keep training yourself and you'll definitely get better in no time. You know, no one is perfect. No one has the right idea about how they want to go about photographing their shots or their projects for the very first time. But this will teach you. This will allow you to train yourself to do that. Okay. And with that, I say, guys, it has been my pleasure talking to you. We are going to take a couple of perhaps maybe weeks off in order to kind of recoup and relax and do a little bit of self-evaluating and perhaps working on different photography projects and different ideas, different concepts. But overall, again, we are in open space. We are free of criticism, free of any type of negative criticism. We always encourage everyone to try their best, no matter what level of photography you're in, myself included. And I say, if you have questions, please reach out. We will continue to have more photo challenges and you will have enough time to promote those. And again, if you're interested in different types of tours, if that, that's something that you'd like to head spear or any questions about them, please let me know. Feel free to reach out via Instagram. You can send me a DM message or you can reach me via email at laufotographs at gmail.com and I'm happy to oblige and respond to each of those suggestions, questions, comments. Again, guys, have a great long weekend and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.